0: com slash ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping, dailyharvest.com Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting Hi, everybody, and welcome to Episode 129 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Kelly Llewellyn. Kelly lives in Williamsport, Maryland, and she is a registered nurse. Welcome, Kelly. Thanks, Jen. I'm super excited to be here today. Well, I'm really glad to have you. So, you know, I like to start by asking,
1: what brought you to intermittent fasting? And when was that? So actually, my mother-in-law, of all people, is the one who initially kind of put the bug in my head about intermittent fasting, which was back in March of 2018. She was actually dog walking for a lady in the neighborhood who posted something on Facebook one day about intermittent fasting and My mother-in-law knew that I'd done some fitnessy stuff and I ran for a while and was just kind of meddling always in different things and said, hey, you should check out this video about intermittent fasting. So I did. And I was like, I can do that. And you had never heard of it before then. Never heard of it. And so I watched Whitney's video and I was like, oh, that seems like something I can do. So a couple weeks later, I think it was, I decided one day, like, today's the day I'm I'm gonna do this intermittent fasting thing. And I had, I work with our EMS providers at our hospital. And one of them walked in, happened to walk in to get candy out of my office. And I said, hey, or he came in to see me and said, hey, you know, do you want some chocolate? And he said, no, I'm intermittent fasting right now. And I got all excited. And I was like, you're, you intermittent fast? I just started today. It's like my first day. And he was like cracking up laughing. So he was actually living here at the time from out west. He was from Oregon and he and his girlfriend were here and they were both intermittent fasting. So he told me about how they had had all this great success with it. So that was like the first two people that had ever told me about intermittent fasting. And so I started that day probably with like an 18, uh, 16, 18 time frame, didn't really track it so much. I kind of put it on my work calendar to say like I started and I stopped and I've been doing it ever since then. And now I'm like, I'll never stop. (laughs) So I I love it. It's, you
0: know, that's the thing. Once we do it, we never want to stop.
1: It's, I mean, I, I really started with like no knowledge of what I was doing other than you eat during a certain period of time and then you don't eat for so many hours. Like that was my baseline (laughs) knowledge about it at the time. And since then I've gotten a little bit smarter and learned a little bit more. and yeah, I feel like I can tell people about it. so
0: <laughs> what did you read or watch? or how did you learn about more other than just eat, don't eat?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I found your Facebook page at some point, and I've been on that for a while and kind of watching what people were saying to do and you know how it was making them feel. I never read your book until the Fast Feast Repeat came out. That was the first book of yours that I had ever read. <laughs> so I was on the pre-order list. I got it as soon as it came out. And I really just, initially I was doing it wrong. So it took me for a while to realize that I wasn't supposed to put creamer in my coffee. And I so I definitely was doing it a little bit wrong initially. But now that I've gotten it down, when somebody says, Oh, you, and I'm like, Oh, no, you can't. You can't put creamer in your coffee like that. A- absolutely not. Now you're dirty fasting. Like, there's no point in fasting if you're going to do it like right. that. So that was the big key. And then, of course, your book was super helpful. So I tell everybody about your book. I'm always sharing it and telling people they need to get on. Somehow in the middle of that, I guess I found your podcast and then I started like serial listening to it. So every day on my way to work, every day on the way home, I was just listening to episode after episode after episode to <laughs> learn about more about intermittent fasting. And it's been such a huge blessing in my life at certain times um, over the past year and a half or so where I've been like, oh, I don't need to eat or it's not a big deal for me to not eat for X number of hours. It's, I can do this with you know without thinking about it. It's not a big deal for me now. Yeah, absolutely. So
0: tell us a little bit about your your history with your weight and diets and all of that.
1: So growing up at out of college is when I met my husband and we were big and involved in our EMS system. So initially for a lot of years, I did a lot of physical labor. That's before they had like electronic stretchers that would lift the patient up and down. Like we had to do all that stuff manually. So I was always kind of doing manual labor like that as an EMS provider. And my weight out of high school was probably like around one hundred forties or so, and that was where I was pretty comfortable. But as the years years kind of went on, it kind of started to creep up to like the one hundred fifties. And I was pretty comfortable there. At some point this my daughter I have a twelve year old daughter, so before she was born, my husband and I had joined Weight Watchers. He had always struggled with some weight issues. So we joined Weight Watchers and I became a lifetime member at Weight Watchers, but because of just kind of our weight differences I could only ever eat half the amount of points a day that he could so he could eat like a 20 point dinner and I could only get like 20 points for the whole day the whole day <laughs> so so I'd try you know like the lower cal or the, the lower point foods I mean I could eat snack packs and get my 20 calories or my 20 points in a day eating like the little Oreo 100 calorie snack packs which had no nutritional value but I eventually became a lifetime member there. We went to the meetings and we counted points together and it was just kind of something we did. And then we kind of got away from that. And probably for a long time, I stayed between like 150 and 160. It's kind of funny how you start to get comfortable at weights, even though you're like, eh, I mean, I'm older, right? So 150, 10 more pounds, like that's to be expected. And how tall are you? Because that
0: puts it in oh, perspective. Oh, sure. So I'm
1: about five eight, five nine. Okay. So I didn't ever look... Probably to most people, like I was overweight or carrying extra weight because I was tall and I, you know, could kind of carry it. I did different things throughout over the years. I used to, um, I ran for a little while until I got a knee injury and that kind of put <laughs> running out of my life. I'd done different things like 21 Day Fix and Pio, a bunch of the Beach Body programs but I found with a lot of them, it required a lot of jumping and my like, knees just couldn't handle the, all the jumping that was required in some of them. So I've done a bunch of different programs like that. Anything exercise related. We were at the gym for a while, but then with having a baby, that didn't wasn't real convenient to do that. Nutrition wise, I've tried tracking using like the fa- um, apps on the phone, which just was ridiculous because I was always eating foods that weren't easily trackable. So... <laughs> That's the problem
0: with trying to track, right? I was like, you know, this is for the it was for the birds. The things that are easy to track are the wrong things that you don't want to eat, really. But the good foods that are better
1: for your body are really hard to track. It sets it up, sets you up for failure. Absolutely. So i I've always been physical and eating healthy at times, but then totally not eating healthy at times. And so with intermittent fasting, it was like, oh my gosh, this is just this is easy, like to be. That's why I tell people I'll never stop because it's just easy and it works for my life. And on days when it doesn't, then I'm a little more relaxed with it. So, and then the next day I'm like right back on it. So, exactly. And it's not like you've you know failed
0: or ruined anything. It's just you had a longer window and then you have a shorter
1: window and it evens out, right? I have to tell you. So we just came back. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> good. So we just came back from 2 weeks in Texas. We were on vacation in Texas. We just came back a couple of days ago. And I had like almost a 25 hour fast one day while we were in Texas just because of the way our eating happened to work out. And last year in October we were in Texas for the same during the same kind of time period and I had my first 24 hour fast because I was like, "Oh, I'm not going to eat breakfast. I'll eat lunch and then we got busy." And the next thing I knew, it was dinner time. And I was like, oh, I really need to eat because it's been like 24 hours now that I haven't eaten. <laughs> like, I really need to eat. So, like, my longest fast was actually while we were on vacation. So, when I hear people say, oh, did they fast on vacation? I'm like, you can tell you can do it on vacation. Now, this past week, I, yeah, tw- that's true. Tw- Twice, tw- tw- my daughter was like, when to go to a breakfast place. So, I was like, we're going to breakfast. I'll eat breakfast today. And then I tried to close my window a little bit earlier in the evening. But it's just, become such a normal part of my day. My daughter knows I fast. My husband knows I fast. And we all kind of eat differently because he's had uh, weight loss surgery. He had it back in February. And my daughter follows a low-sodium diet because of an autoimmune disorder that she has. So we all do different things, but it, we just all kind of respect what each other does. And so my daughter will say, Mom, can you eat a bite of this? Is your window open? Oh, okay. Well, can you eat this tomorrow <laughs> when your window <laughs> reopens? Yeah. And the answer is yes, you can. Right, exactly. <laughs> so it's just it's just been wonderful.
0: I'm glad to hear it. So
1: your husband, he, he does not do intermittent fasting? He does not. So he had gastric bypass in February on President's Day. And it's been working for him and he's had great results with that. But it was really funny because when he went in to have surgery, I knew that I didn't want to be eating in front of him. So with intermittent fasting, I just had no problem sitting with him after surgery and not eating in front of him. And I went later in the evening after he was settled and had something to eat, but it didn't, I didn't think twice about not being able to eat in front of him. It just worked out that I could be respectful where he was at with his post surgery process and, you know, eat when I was ready to eat and, I wasn't happy to think about when my next meal was.
0: So he wasn't, wasn't, I'm just curious. He saw your success and watched you find the freedom with it, but it just didn't seem like something that appealed to him. I'm digging in there. Sorry. It's so
1: funny because my process, like my weight loss has been really slow, but it's because most days, there were days when I would open up my window and I would eat all junk food and not eat anything good. But then there were other days I'd open up my window and I would be craving protein and eggs and anything healthy that I could get. So I really just listened to my body. So probably in the past year or so, I've lost 15 pounds, but it really came off really slowly. But it was all the other things that my body was feeling different about, which is why I kept going. I For me, the weight loss was kind of secondary, like I wanted to lose some weight, but it was kind of just that secondary piece. So I'm never really sure why I started fasting in the first place, other than it was something new and that I'd never heard of. <laughs> But when people say that they've lost <laughs> that's like that's kind of funny, right? When they, people say they've lost like a lot of weight or they did to lose weight, I'm like, I figured eventually I would lose weight if I eventually did it correctly. And I figured eventually my eating habits would get healthier. Today was a pretty good day for eating healthy, but some days they're not. Some days in my window, my five or six hour window is all junk food.
0: <laughs> so. Well, you know, look, I am a food snob now, but yesterday I ate at McDonald's (laughs) and it was delicious. It just seemed like I just was craving it. And I don't frequently crave it and only have it a couple times a year. But yesterday I was like, I really want some McDonald's fries and please be hot. And they were, they were the really hot ones, you know, (laughs) and I wasn't sorry. And I wasn't guilty. (laughs) So I get it. So weight loss is really secondary for you. And you've, you've lost 15 pounds. And the, your motivation is just you know, the health benefits, really? So,
1: yeah. And honestly, I've really noticed the mental clarity piece of it more so the past couple months. In August, I went back to school one last time. I promised to my husband to get my doctorate in nursing degree. And I had to figure out how I was going to work full time and be a mom and be a wife and, and go to school for this intense program. And what I found was that I'm really at 4.30 in the morning, 4.15 in the morning, I'm really alert. And my brain is really super focused when I wake up before I go to work. So I get up at like 4.15, do an hour or so worth of schoolwork before I go to my job. Because I found in the evening times is when I was kind of tired. It was the end of the day. I really didn't feel like doing schoolwork. So I thought I'm going to try doing schoolwork early in the morning when I'm fasting. And it I get so much done in that hour of time. But I have to get up. As soon as the alarm goes up, I have to hit have my feet hit the ground. So I'm up and upright to go do some schoolwork. But that's probably one of, the, one of the biggest things that I just love is that I just feel so with it without any coffee in my system or any food in my body. So that's been a huge player for me. The Just the feeling, the mental clarity. Absolutely. The, the feeling. So,
0: you know, and then and so then you go to work. And like what is your work shift like?
1: So a lot of You're times You're there from wind to wind. Like seven to three thirty usually. My hours kind of shift from day to day. Mostly about seven to three thirty. And I started opening my window around eleven because we usually take our walk we usually walk from about ten thirty to eleven at work. We take our lunch break away from our desk and walk and then we eat at our desk. So I wanted to make sure that by eleven o'clock I could open up my window and then have it usually open for about eight hours. That's initially what I was doing. So I always made sure I got done by like seven in the evening, like seven o'clock was like my cutoff. Like if I wasn't home or hadn't eaten dinner by seven o'clock, like it wasn't going to happen. I wasn't going to put any more food in my mouth after seven o'clock. And missing breakfast in the morning at work is more of a social thing. So I really missed initially not going to the cafeteria and getting some eggs and some bacon or some hash browns. I still walk down with the girls in my office in the morning. I just walk down and say hi and get my walk in and
0: Right, and and have your clean, fast And have beverages. my black coffee, and. yep.
1: <laughs> right. You still have about an eight-hour window? Is that the approach you're still using today? Actually, it's I've kind of cut it down. I do have more of about a six-hour window. And some days I even just have one meal a day. If I'm working later, I almost never eat dinner. So it's usually one meal a day on days when I work late. So this week I'll work late on Wednesday evening till about six. And I know that I won't have dinner when I come home. So I'll probably close my window after I eat lunch. Or when I feel like I'm ready to close it, you can probably appreciate that feeling of just eating being like, okay, I'm done. Like, I'm done. I don't need to eat anything else today. <laughs> and then I sit my, exactly. I turn my app on and I'm like, okay, I'm, it's done. <laughs> I'm usually pretty hard and fast about those rules. Like, once I turn on my timer to start my fast, like, I'm not going to turn it off.
0: Oh, yeah, I can I can relate to that because when I used a timer, when, I, when my son, Cal, made the window app for me, I absolutely, once I clicked that button, that was it. I didn't want to have to go in and edit and change things. I'm like, it's already happened.
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love that you have a flexible approach where it's different from day to day. And some days you have two meals and some days you have one meal. And it's really just about what feels right that
1: day. Absolutely. And with my husband, he eats a lot of small meals. So he kind of snacks throughout the day to get his protein in and what he needs to get in throughout the day. My daughter, she loves to cook. My husband's a big barbecue guy. So they are always cooking. So it's not uncommon for her to cook salmon at like eight o'clock at night when I'm getting ready to go to bed so I can get up at four (laughs) o'clock in the morning. And she knows that I haven't eaten for hours and I'm not going to eat anything with her. So we all kind of do our own little things, but it just kind of, it kind of works that you know, with, with that piece of it. And with me being in school, if I have to do schoolwork in the evenings, I don't think about cooking dinner. I don't have to worry about, Oh, I need to eat before I do schoolwork or after I get done. I need to, I don't think about dinner so much. Food used to always kind of be like, okay, what's the next meal? What's the next meal? What's the next meal? Cause I was all like, I'm a foodie. So I like to always plan. I want to know what, if we're having breakfast, I want to know what we're having for lunch. Like let's, what's for dinner tonight. Let's plan this out. I just plan out a little bit less meals. <laughs> Or I know special specialties. I know if we're going to go somewhere for dinner, then I try to open up my window a little bit later, knowing that it might be open a little bit later in the evening. It's just
0: so very flexible and it can it can change to, to suit whatever day the, that you needed to. That's what's that's great. So your daughter's 12 and she just watches you and your husband do different things and eats according to what, what feels right for her as well. I think that's the best way.
1: Absolutely. And I'd like to I've mentioned this to her before about this and I said you know when you get older not necessarily while you're 12 but when she gets older I would really like to see her try intermittent fasting to see how it benefits her health issues but being that she's a growing 12 year old right now it's not ideal but I certainly have been like oh this could be something that could come into play when she gets a little bit older and she's like I'm not doing that mom right. you can do that stuff but I'm not not eating <laughs> for 18 hours that's crazy so <laughs> she respects it but well, she's funny. like that's not for me mom <laughs>
0: So she's she's a kid who feels hungry first thing in the morning, ready for breakfast.
1: <laughs> and eats, like, can they eat, like, all day? But, like, she's cooking salmon and chicken, and she's mixing up rubs, and she's doing all this, like, gourmet stuff in the kitchen. So I can't, like, you know, give her a hard time about it. But I'm like, I'm not eating at 9 o'clock at night. But if you want to make salmon and put a special rub on it and a special sauce on it at 9 o'clock, you, I mean, you just get right ahead. She thaws out the chicken or the salmon, and I'm going to bed. I'm like, don't burn anything, you know, so... That's great. But yeah, you know, she's listening to her body. Her body's saying, Give me some protein.
0: It's time to eat something. <laughs> uh, exactly. So, you're a nurse. So, what about intermittent fasting really appealed to your medical background?
1: I think some of, and probably not initially, but as I've gone on, some of the, the autophagy piece really fascinates me. So, when people say, What are you doing? I'm like, It's all the stuff that you can't see in your body that's going on right now. Like, I love all the, the stuff that you can't see. And last week, I actually was reading a book on autophagy that I had found on Kindle Unlimited. And it was really sciencey. It was almost a little too sciencey, even for my nurse brain. But I kind of was able to scroll through it and kind of look at it. And it just fascinates me, all the stuff that happens at the cellular level in your body and moving fat around and just the body recompass all those things that your body does to itself when you're in that fasting state is super fascinating to me. It
0: really is fascinating to think about, you know, all those years that That I listened to the conventional wisdom to eat breakfast, snacks, frequently eating all the time and all the things that it stopped my body from being able to do because it was focused on digestion and processing the foods that I had just eaten versus now we're letting our bodies have time to do all those different things.
1: Absolutely. And I, I don't work at the bedside. I haven't worked at the bedside for a long time. But a lot of people that now come in, I've gotten to the point where I'm comfortable saying, oh, no, I'm intermittent fasting or no my window's not open yet. And so that's created a lot of conversations with people I interact with at work, my EMS providers, some of my co-workers that have kind of now been like, hey, tell me a little bit more about this. Or what exactly does that mean? Initially, I would have never had a conversation because I would have been like, this is my little secret that I'm not telling anybody about really. And now I'm like, I want to shout it from the mountaintops. Guess what I do? Everybody should do this.
0: I find that nurses are a very receptive audience to intermittent fasting. You know, A lot of I used to have a, a Saturday morning coffee group, which we had to stop having, which is very sad, with you know the coronavirus and the coffee shop doesn't have it's not doesn't have tables anymore. So one, maybe one day we'll have it again, but a lot of the people that came to that were nurses, nurses who found intermittent fasting and then were just like it, it all just made so much sense to them.
1: I think there were probably many nights when I, I used to work night shift when I worked did patient care, and there were many nights where. I would realize it was two or three, four in the morning and I hadn't eaten and to the point that I was starving. So I probably was doing some sort of intermittent fasting and just not realizing that's what it was at the time, just because I was so busy and really didn't have time to eat until in the middle of the night. (laughs) But, but now it's, and to find people, the more I talk about, the more that people have said to me, oh, I do that, or I've done this. And then I'm like, well, what's your window like, and what do you eat? And and tell me, (laughs) tell me all the details about your, the way you do this. So it's been cool. And even like with the podcast, I, as I hear people share their different stories, somebody was talking about thyroid issues a couple weeks ago and I was listening to it. And so I thought about my friend who had emailed me and asked me about it. And I was like, here, you need to listen to this podcast episode because they talk about issues that you're having and, you know, might find something to link up to. So
0: that's the best part about talking to so many different people is that. You know, there's somebody that resonates with with everyone, someone whose story reminds you of your own, because there have been so many different kind of guests on there. But and then there's those common threads that run through all of them.
1: Absolutely. And I think that that's I was never a podcast listener, which makes me think it had to have been something I read on face on one of the Facebook groups about the podcast that made me kind of go, oh, I need to download a podcast app on my phone and pull this up. But it's just hearing all those different stories each week. And it's just so fascinating that you have people from all backgrounds and ways that they got into intermittent fasting. And it's just fascinating. I love it. Every week I get excited when I see a new episode come out. That's great.
0: I just really think it's funny going back to how you got started. You just heard about it. and You're like, all right, I'm doing it. And
1: (laughs) started doing it. And that's kind of my first, like, I had no idea what I was doing. So Like, I tell you, like, for probably months, I probably drank coffee with creamer in it. I mean, just a little bit of creamer, but, you know, enough where I was drinking. I knew I definitely was drinking, like, fruited teas for sure. And then I was, like, as I was watching the Facebook group, I was like, oh, I'm not supposed to do this? And I just, like, I think by that time, like, your book with your Fast Feast Repeat was starting to come out. So I was like, I'm not going to read her whole book. I'm just going to wait for the new book to come out. So then I was like (laughs) stalking like when your new book was coming out. And of course, as soon as it came out, I sat down and I had to read it. And I was like, this is amazing. And then like last week, Amazon was having like a buy two, get one free deal or some sort, right? So I got a copy because I'd I'd gotten the electronic version of your book. So I had my husband order a copy for me. And he's like, well, who are you going to give the other copy to? And I said, I don't know yet but I have another copy if I need to lend it out somebody. or somebody needs it. Yeah, exactly.
0: I love that.
1: So he's like, what are you going to do with the other copy? I said, I don't know. But I've had a lot of people say. <laughs> Some kind of, somebody will want right? it. Right? I've had a lot of people say, so you do this intermittent fasting thing. So in, so they start to ask me about it. Or I'll post something about I love IF on Facebook or something, and they'll ask me about it. So I'm like, here, you need to read this book, and you need to listen to these podcasts and join this Facebook group. So,
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people are curious. So... When did you actually adopt the clean fast? You said you've been doing intermittent fasting for about 18 months now. When when did the clean fast come in for you?
1: Probably that summer maybe. I mean, I definitely was intermittent fasting. The first summer. Yeah. I was definitely doing okay. dirty fast. So you fast didn't
0: for you, a little while.
1: It wasn't long. No. Not for long. Though. No. And now I'm like, "Oh, don't you you can't break it." Like <laughs> Somebody else said, I tried this, but I've only been putting a couple shots of cream on my coffee. And I'm like, why are you doing that? Like, you're not even doing it. So, So it's been fun and it just makes me feel good. And the weight loss has been awesome. I think in your book, when you talked about the steady decline of weight instead of where it is at one point, that really connected with me, I guess, after my gosh, I guess it was after Christmas this past year. A couple girls that I'm with, that were like, let's, you know, share our weights every Friday. And I always felt like on Thursday night, I was like, this is the day I should weigh. Because I felt like by Friday morning, I gained like an extra five pounds. And like, that was not the good day for me to weigh. And I always felt like Thursday was my better day to weigh in. And then when I was reading the book, as you said, you know, it's kind of like, it kind of jumps up and down. But as long as it's a steady decline, that's what you want. That really kind of connected with me. And I was like, oh. So I don't wait every day, but sometimes I go through periods where I might get on the scale every day. But as long as I see that number kind of slowly going down, I'm okay with yeah. that.
0: Have you re- heard me talk about the shape of scale yet? No. That I, In the Facebook group? Oh my gosh, I'm crazy about it. You know, I threw my scale away, <laughs> my, my traditional scale, but I now have a numberless scale. Oh, wow. As soon as I heard about it, I was like, yeah, it's it's numberless and you it works with an app and you get on it and you don't see a number. I mean, you can if you want to, but I have mine set to not show me a number. I don't want to see a number. Because like you, you know, you said you w- I would get on the scale and, on Thursday and you felt like that was your better number and then Friday would be up. And it, I just, I don't want to see a number. But the shape of scale, it only shows you your overall trend with a color. Oh, wow. Like this morning, I got on and my color was green. And I just got back from the beach. I'd been to the beach. Um, we, are, I'm doing some work at our, our beach condo. And so I, I was working, just like you described about working so hard and not having anything to eat till like one day it was 6 p.m. And I hadn't opened my window yet because I was so busy working. And I was like, I got to eat something. You know, yesterday I had two meals. One of them was McDonald's, and then I had another meal. And so this morning, instead of playing scale games and thinking, you know, my my weight might be up, I was doing a lot of lifting. My muscles are sore. I ate at McDonald's. I shouldn't get on. I just got on it. I didn't care, you know. And and my my got the color green, which means maintaining. And I'll get on again tomorrow, so I don't have to play those head games that I used to have to play with the the fluctuations. But if anybody's interested in finding out more about that, go to myshapa.com and the promo code that you can use is IF stories. And you can get, um, I think you get a free scale, but you have to subscribe to the app. And when you subscribe to the app using the, the promo code, IF stories, you save $20 on your subscription, but the scale is free when you subscribe to their program. And I love it. Just, you know, having gone through menopause and being so nervous about what my weight was going to do, you know, I have the honesty pants and the photos, but just having that color feedback, but not having to see a number, it's like freedom all over again.
1: You know, that reminds me. So I got done my master's program last May and I have a picture when I'm sitting out at our um, fire pit. And it was like when the last days I was in class and I was sitting there with my laptop doing the project getting ready to finish up for this program. And now I look back at that and I was like, I was getting like really chunky. Like like probably not what most people consider. But when I look at that picture, I'm like, I had really put I mean I was creeping up into like the one seventies. And to look at that picture now and to know the, how I feel and that I can wear smaller pants and that the pants that I was struggling to get into are now like hanging on me. And I put them on some days and I'm like, I can't wear these to work. Like they look like clown pants on me. Like there's, I can't <laughs> legitimately go to work with these or they're going to fall down around my ankles at some point during the day. You know, so ev- even though the scale was really moving slowly, my body was just changing. And now I see people in the neighborhood and they're like, you've lost weight. And I'm like, I have. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just a really slow progress and knowing that my clothes were starting to fit differently, I didn't care what the skillet thing could said I weighed three hundred pounds and I wouldn't have cared if my pants were fitting better and you know the pants that out, used you know, to be. Really what small small on me. I didn't care what the numbers said. Um, but it was funny for me to look back and go, Wow, I was I was like putting on some weight at the end of school. <laughs> so I don't want to do that again. It's good to be able to see it, to be able to see the
0: difference and to know. That your body has changed. That body recomposition is huge. It's so fast. That part's so fascinating to me, just to see how that all works on your body. So, if
1: you had any health changes, any health benefits that you've that you've noticed, other than just feeling so good? So, my blood pressure has come down. Um, it was never really super high, and I was on more so on blood pressure medicine for migraines. So, my doctor keeps trying to take me off of the last little bit of blood pressure medicine I'm on, and I keep kind of holding on to it. For some reason, I'm not quite ready to give it up. So that's been helpful. My migraines, I rarely have migraines. And I was having them once or twice a month. And I happen to take prescription medicine to help with them. So they're pretty much non-existent at this point. So those have been great. My labs are never awful, but um, they definitely are good. And so when I go to the doctors and she says, what are you doing to stay healthy? I'm like, I intermittent fast. That's the first thing I pop out of my mouth. And then I say I walk once or twice a day. But that's really the only exercise I do I'm not doing anything wild and crazy exercise wise it's a walk at lunchtime and we usually try to take a family walk in the evening now that my husband has lost a bunch of weight and he's feeling better our walks are faster (laughs) so I mean even little things like that where it used to take us 45 minutes in the evening to do our walking we can get it knocked out in 30 minutes now because he's leading the pack and I'm trying to walk to catch up with him but that's how it is we're not going to the gym I'm not doing crazy long workouts or crazy <laughs> exercise programs. I'm just eating what I my body tells me to eat each day. And some days it tells me I can eat junk food and some days it craves protein and fruits and vegetables. <laughs> and I that's what I listen to, you know.
0: That's exactly true. You know, yesterday I, I went to the Golden Arches. Today I'm having butternut squash chili, butternut squash and black beans. And it's going to be really good because <laughs> my body's like have some vegetables. <laughs>
1: It's funny because sometimes my husband will say, "Well, what are you going to eat?" and I'm like, "I need eggs. Like, I my body is telling me that I need to eat eggs, and I can throw anything into eggs. Like, that's a, a big thing oh, that we. True. Eat. And I mean, I can make like Mexican eggs, or I could. I mean, I you name it. Whatever I go through in the fridge and I have leftover wise, it becomes part of my egg combination. And <laughs> so,
0: ooh, you just made me crave some eggs. So now I'm thinking I might throw some eggs on top of my oh. butternut squash <laughs> <Yeah>. chili.
1: <laughs> do you how do you like your eggs do you scramble them kind of scrambled but I just kind of more like omelet style but I literally if we have sausage or bacon my husband made a brisket last night to do some brisket quesadillas so that'll probably end up in my eggs this week I love different types of cheese so whatever goat cheese feta cheese whatever kind of cheese sharp cheddar whatever kind of cheese we have in the fridge I throw all that stuff in there if we have any vegetables that we cooked up for any reason during the week, I'll throw them in there. It's just like a big egg hodgepodge of stuff that I'll eat. There's like no foods that are like the a limits. big scramble, kind of like
0: an omelet, but scrambled exactly. up together. That sounds really good. And this time
1: of year with the apples. I like how you said
0: that. You said exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Do some cinnamon
1: apples. I like to fry them. Oh, um, mm, yum. Oh, that sounds good. That's always a big staple in our household this time of year. Some apples and. And then my black coffee can't go anywhere without my black coffee.
0: <laughs> but before you were you were a creamer drinker,
1: but now oh French vanilla creamer, black. sweet creamer. We were down in Savannah over the summer, and we stopped at the Black Rifle Coffee Company. We went to try some, get stopped there and sample the coffee. And my husband said, "Well, here you try because you like your coffee black anyway." So he's like, "You taste it," and I was sampling all the black coffees because it didn't bother me that there was nothing in them. He still, he still likes his cream or whatnot in his coffee, but people say, how did, how did you, I can't drink black coffee. And I'm like, yes, you can. If you find the right black coffee, you can drink it black you coffee. You can. You can. You can totally do it. And now I really get to the point where I really yeah, don't have anything in okay. it. Like I really kind of shake the That's true. The it pendulum. doesn't taste right. Oh. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It just, it tastes wrong. The first time that my favorite latte from Starbucks tasted gross, I was like, they've changed the formula, but no, it was me. <laughs> My taste buds changed.
1: Absolutely.
0: So if you had any other non-scale victories, you talked about some of your health benefits, the migraines, your labs are better, your blood pressures come down.
1: Oh, my goodness. I think, oh, so shirt size, that was a huge one. So this summer, we we travel a lot. Um, Every couple months, we're going somewhere out of town. And we stopped at a barbecue place. And they gave my daughter a free t-shirt. And it was a medium. And he gave, I think she got like two of them. And I was like, oh, I was like, I wish that they give them to you in a large because then I could wear one of them. And my husband's like, you should try putting that medium shirt on. And I was like, I don't wear, I've never worn mediums. Like, I don't, that's not how my body's built. He's like, I think you should try it on. Well, lo and behold, I can rock that medium shirt like nobody's business. Awesome. (laughs) And so recognizing that (laughs) I wasn't I was no longer buying clothes that were the right size for my body. I kind of needed somebody else to say, no, that's not tight on you. That's fitted on you. And it's not huge and baggy. He's like, no, you can wear a medium. So I love putting that red shirt on from the barbecue place because it's a medium. And I know that I can wear it. So now when we go to stores, I really have to go, okay, wait, what size do I think I need? And then what size should I try on? And then, you know, every store is kind of different with their sizing, which can be super frustrating. But definitely the smaller clothes has been kind of exciting to that piece of it, regardless of what the weight was.
0: It really really is fun. It's fun to put on the smaller sizes. And, you know, still sometimes I'll pick something up and I'll be like, this is just so little. This is tiny. This is going (laughs) to fit on me. And then it does. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, it's hard to change the perception of yourself that you have. You know, for a long time, I had the opposite problem like i didn't realize how big i was like i was way bigger than i realized i was and i saw myself i guess as slimmer but then the pendulum swung the other way and i don't you don't always realize you know how how much your body has changed in the other direction
1: absolutely i think my skin too i has cleared up and i've noticed it's things that don't necessarily jump out at me right away but after a while i'm like you know my skin seems clearer than it used to be or you know, like the clothing, like, oh wow. Like these pants that used to be my favorite pants can't be my favorite pants anymore because they're way too big on me. So that's just kind of been exciting. My daughter laughs that she can yeah, wear I've my had clothes. A lot and my of husband positive. can wear my clothes. So it's like I'm kinda everybody's stealing my clothes these days.
0: Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> How much weight has your husband lost with his his
1: weight loss surgery? He was down about 125 pounds Um, the last time he weighed. He hasn't weighed for a while. Um, So his surgery was in February. And like that's just I think the reason I continue to do what I do is because he's doing what he does. And we're just going our own journeys and they're just different. But he's wearing, he's going into stores that he could never shop in before and buying pants. And he'll walk out and I'm like, you are little, like you've like, you're, you're skinny, you're little. And to see like where he was before and where he's at now has just been like, so exciting. I mean, and he feels a million times better. And he just looks, he looks amazing. But that's never been about it for me. I always wanted him just to be healthy and be able to be off of his meds. And you know, all those medical issues that as a nurse scared me more than anything. So we just had to kind of find what was right for us. He laughs when I intermittent fast because he's like, there's no way I could ever do that. And I'm like, well, you went through something major that I could never do. I don't think so.
0: <laughs> and, you know, I, he shouldn't say never because as he continues to watch you over time, it would not surprise me to see if, if he one day started picking up some of those habits. We've, we see that a lot. You know, one spouse will be an intermittent faster for years, and then the other one will just all of a sudden, one morning, they announce they're not having
1: breakfast. That's kind of, you know, that's kind of what happened. Like, I was like, hey, I'm doing this thing, and I'm not eating breakfast. And my husband and my daughter were like, what do you mean? And are like, you always eat breakfast. And I'm like, nope, not right. today. I'm not eating breakfast. <laughs> and I'm not eating it tomorrow and if we don't have this birthday cake in the next 30 seconds I'm not going to get birthday cake I remember doing that at my in-laws house one night and he was like what's the big deal I'm like because it's almost seven o'clock and if I don't eat if we don't cut the cake and sing happy birthday by seven o'clock then I'm just going to have to take it with me and eat it tomorrow because my window closes and he was like but it's your window and I'm like but it's seven o'clock <laughs> so at like 6:59, <laughs> we cut the cake and I threw two bites of cake in my mouth and I closed my window and it was over Oh, that's funny. Now,
0: would you still be that rigid with it now? Would you still be rigid like that to this day? Or was that just
1: kind of early on? Getting closer to seven o'clock. Like, I definitely kind of start to get a little nervous because I definitely like to be done by seven. We were out at a Mexican restaurant when we were in Texas and we ate and then I knew I wanted soap at Pia's. I love soap at Pia's. And so as soon as I got in here, I was like, can I go to my soap at Pia's? Because I want to be done eating soon. It was it was probably pressing like 6 o'clock that night. But I knew I wanted to be done. So, like, as soon as everybody was still eating, I ordered my soap of Pia's and I ate them real fast. And I was like, okay, done. Like, <laughs> it's always oh, like a game show where I'm like, done. Like, turn the timer on. Like, I'm done. Oh, that's funny. I made it. Right? <laughs> I beat the clock. <laughs> it's well, you tri- know, the,
0: the key is that everybody has to find what feels right to them. And if you feel like 7 o'clock is, is it, I need to stop by 7. Then, you know, if that makes you feel mentally good, then that's what you should do. Make it into a game. Yeah. I love that.
1: So, um, you know, is there anything that you struggle with? French toast Wednesdays, I struggle with. Oh. <laughs> French toast Wednesdays are a struggle some mornings. Do they
0: have it like up on your floor or is it just in your... um? Just it's, they in have... the
1: caf- it's in the cafeteria at the hospital, and it's so funny because breakfast is, like, the cheapest meal at our hospital. So, like, if you're going to eat a meal in the cafeteria, like, breakfast is, like, the most bang for your buck. And on Wednesdays, they have French toast. And initially, I really struggled because it was, like, Wednesdays tomorrow. Like, it was, like, coming up. Like, I knew it was coming up. Right. Now it's gotten a little bit easier. Like, I'll walk down and I'll be like, "Oh, today's French toast day. Like, I forgot about it. Because I could plan if I really wanted the French toast, or I could just open up my window right. and eat French toast and move on with my life. But... Like, French Toast Wednesdays are a little bit of a struggle. I get it because it's – you have good memories of the French Toast
0: Wednesday, and it was something you really enjoyed and looked forward to. Can I tell you what I had when I was at the beach in regards to French Toast? (laughs) Well, I – when you were talking about not eating breakfast, you know, I was, like, at the beach. I was by myself doing the work, and I'm like, I'm going to go to brunch. It was on Saturday. I'm going to go to brunch. And by the time I got there, and it was a place that served brunch like till 2 or something. So by the time I got there and got my food, it was afternoon. So really, <laughs> that's my, my early, early eating is, is like noon. But they had something on the menu. It was pound cake French toast. Oh, yummy. And it was so good. <laughs> and I'm not even, I'm not the person who goes to to brunch and orders pancakes or French toast. I do not. But that pound cake French toast, I, ordered, I had a breakfast sandwich with avocado and bacon and a fried egg and Swiss cheese on a brioche bun. And I had pound cake French toast. It had strawberries and whipped cream on it. And it was
1: amazing. So I, talk about decadent. Right? <laughs> I think I still get a little bit stressed out about like if we're going to like somebody's house for dinner, like if we're going to my mom's house for dinner or my in-laws house. And I'm like, well, what time are we eating? And my sister love her to death but she's like notoriously late so we showed up a couple weeks ago and my mom's like oh they're gonna be here at like 5 30 and at like 6 15 we were sitting down to eat And i'm like okay like i've got to eat like this is getting too close to when i want to close my window so like I w- <laughs> and it, it really didn't matter but it did it mattered to me because that's when i want to be done eating and so going out you know it's like well what time are you having dinner or oh we're not going to get to your house till seven o'clock okay never mind i'm not eating dinner And I think sometimes my family's like, seriously? And I'm like, nope, can't have that, not eating that, not going to have dinner at your house tonight because it's past my window, and it's good. Like, I mean, I don't mind. I think it's more of a thing for other people to get used to. Like, oh, Kelly is not eating breakfast, or oh, Kelly's not eating dinner tonight. And I'm like, no, but it's not, like, a bad thing. Like, I'm good with it, so just be okay that I'm not going to eat anything at the table. I'll sit down with you and drink some water or coffee or... But... And then my husband eats so little...
0: (laughs) So you just, you feel so much better. I do. You feel better when you donate after seven.
1: That's right. And I just feel, my body just feels a million times better. And sometimes I can't even explain it. I can't really put into words how it makes me feel with intermittent fasting. But I know that my body feels so good. And that's why I'm like, I will never stop ever. I will be doing this forever and ever. And I guess I've started to become a snob with it because when people are like, It's a diet. And I'm like, no, it's not a diet. It's not a diet. I was listening to an event the other week and they had a nutritionist. And I could tell that she had probably just Googled intermittent fasting for five seconds and put some PowerPoint slides together. And so she's talking and like, we were in Texas and I was like, I am getting so mad. And my husband's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, she's saying stuff that's not true. And she has no idea what she's talking about with intermittent fasting. (laughs) I was like, I just need to get off of this because like... I couldn't deal with it because I really think she was like intermittent fasting. What is it? Okay, here's some PowerPoint slides I'm going to talk about. Oh, that's hilarious.
0: There was some magazine like that. It was a magazine that you you see at the checkout counters, you know, and they put together the special issues. And it was one on intermittent fasting. (laughs) And I thought the same thing about it. I mean, it was a magazine and they put it together. But I was like, this looks like they just Googled intermittent fasting and threw everything together into a book. And I swear that's probably what happened. (laughs) They had the most random stuff in there. I mean, and I'm someone who's obviously studied intermittent fasting. And I know who the, the, the big players are. I know who the experts are. I know who I would feature if I were making a magazine about intermittent fasting. But it was crazy. It was – somebody Googled it. I picture some 20-year-olds up there in New York City Googling intermittent fasting and putting it in a magazine. That's what it felt like to me. Oh, bless them. Yeah. That's so funny. And,
1: and when I started, I wouldn't have really known that what she was saying wasn't accurate necessarily. But now, not that I feel like I'm an expert, but I'm like, oh, that is so wrong. I can keep. Like, she's saying all these things that's so wrong about this.
0: Well, to me, the, the word diet is is really frustrating when people call it a diet because it's not. Diet is what you eat. Intermittent fasting is when you eat. So, I mean, it's it's a pattern of eating, but it's not a diet in any way, shape, or form.
1: Absolutely.
0: So that it always makes me frustrated when they, it's called the intermittent fasting diet. Those are words I've never used together.
1: <laughs> and I've <I'm> always laughed when I heard
0: describing it.
1: Some of your other guests talk about, you know, all the way, different healthy ways they eat. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to get on there and be like, yeah, some days I eat cakes and cookies during my window and ice cream. <laughs> and then other days I have all this healthy stuff. So, like, that's my eating. I just admitted to idea. pound cake
0: French toast. <laughs> <Right>? so. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, hey. But it was delicious.
1: And people are like why is it taking so long i for also to lose worked weight? really hard cakes of days and ice cream that's why
0: <laughs> yeah i had ice cream and cake a lot more than now that i eat less sugar just because i don't feel as great when i eat it but you know i ate ice cream the whole time i was losing weight except for a very brief period of time when i i briefly delayed you know the processed foods and the sugar but other than that i lost the weight with ice cream on the plate <laughs> I, <figured if> I-, <laughs> I just rarely have it anymore <laughs> i
1: I did intermittent fasting long enough eventually like my brain would kind of go okay you like I would just want to start eating healthier foods eventually and for me that was kind of a slow process because I love the bakeries in town and their specials of the day I mean when we travel we travel based on where we're going to go eat like that's very much a part of our life and going to Texas, it still was, but my husband could eat like two bites of brisket instead of like a whole brisket, you know, that sort of thing. So right. we still enjoyed the foods. We just enjoy a lot less of the foods, and in a smaller window, right. we enjoy the foods. So because
0: mm-hmm.
1: people said, "How are how's that going to work with your lifestyle?" Your taste in food
0: really hasn't changed at all, then.
1: But it just depends on what day of the week it is. Depends on yeah. My you know, I love all. The I mood. love all food. Yes. There's probably not a food that I don't enjoy eating or I won't try or, but I just do it within my window. And that's what I tell people. I'm like, I'll eat anything I want. I just eat it within my window. And that's
0: the beauty of it. I, I, you know, you could save your French toast from French toast Wednesday and have it later.
1: <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I love it when my daughter will say, mom, can you have a bite of it? And wait, is your window open or closed? And I'm like, I can't eat that. She's like, okay, no worries. Like, and she doesn't care, but. But she respects me enough to say, Mom, can you eat this? Or can you try this? Or can you not try this? And I'll say. Is it
0: time to eat it?
1: Absolutely.
0: She's very in tune to to whether your window is open or closed. I think that's great. You know, having the support of your family. And I do. I love that y'all all all do different things. And you all are are feeling feeling like food is fitting into your life in a different way. But that's just the beauty of it.
1: Absolutely. I'll tell you, you on travel days, I don't have to think about when we're going to eat or what I'm going to eat. It, it's just nice to, as much as I call myself a foodie, to not have to think about food all the time. And it's not a big thing. So like, you know, today I may not eat anything else after tonight. So I'll have to kind of backtrack and say, okay, right. when did I finish eating at work today? And then I'll start my clock then. So sometimes I tend to backtrack because I'll think that I'm going to eat more and then I just don't, then I'm like, ah, eh, I don't need to eat anything else today. I'm
0: good. So you just yeah, oh, I closed it three hours yep. ago and I didn't even notice. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe one day you'll stop tracking completely.
1: You still use the app, you're I saying? Do. I do. use two apps, actually. It's so funny because I didn't use them forever. And then I decided to download them one day. And now I still kind of like to go back and go, okay, how long was my longest fast? And I was looking at that yesterday. I was like, when was my longest fast? And I was like, wait, what, did, what was I doing that day? And I'm like, oh, that's the day we went and got our hair done. And I was going to eat at lunchtime. And we were there for like 10 hours. <laughs> So I had like almost a twenty six hour fast, but it wasn't a planned fast. It was just kind of an accidental fast of that long period of time. So I just, you know, I'm like, oh, I don't have to worry about eating. It's all good.
0: But um, you know. which apps do you do you like? People are always asking for
1: app recommendations. Oh my goodness! So there's two I use, and I and they do the same exact thing. They just look a little bit different. The Zero Calorie app and then the Life app. So I use both of them and they just look a little bit differently. And I find that some days like I'll hit record on one and for some reason it might not go through on the other one. So then I can use the other one to go back and adjust. And it, it doesn't really go off on my phone. It'll show up like, oh, your fasting's complete. And I'm like, OK, but that doesn't mean I sit down and start eating right away. Um, or sometimes I'll be like, wait, what time did I? Because my time does change every day. So it's kind of nice to be like, okay, now wait, what time did I start eating yesterday? Was that the day before? It's just a e- visual reminder for me of how much longer I have to go. And there have been days where it's like, it's so close to like the next hour. And I'm like, if I wait like another three minutes, I'll be at this like next hour mark. And some days I'm like, I'll do it. And the other days I'm like, it's been 23 hours and 55 minutes. I'm, I mean, I don't care about the, you know, getting to hour 24.
0: There's just something about it though. I t- I'm giggling a little bit because I totally understand. You know, in in my days of using my app, I would wait. I'm like, well, if I wait three minutes, it'll be. But <laughs> I get it now. I don't. I don't wait at all. I'm like, oh, I'll open my window when I feel like it. But it's now. <laughs> it just it that that seems. You know, that's just. I can't imagine. Now, but I remember it. The app, the app did that for me as well, and it was fun.
1: Yeah, and I've probably just started using the apps and like to,
0: to put it in the app and to look back. I
1: don't know. The past six months, like I haven't been using them for a real long time, but somebody must have said something that made me think, oh, I should download it.
0: I did take a very brief period of time in the early days of the pandemic when I, I guess everything felt out of control. I dusted off my app and just used it for a little while. So that was that was weird to think back on. But that was just a weird period of time in general. <laughs>
1: yeah, and I,
0: my window had started shifting and gotten earlier. So I used the, the app just for a very brief period of time. I think it helped. Well, we are, are coming to the end of our time. What would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting? Or what do you wish you knew when you first started?
1: So when I started, I wish somebody had told me to get on your Facebook page because that has been a true blessing. There's been people that I've followed and I love when they go live when, you know, walks and whatnot. And so that I think I would have told people to get on there because there's such a wealth of information. And again, so many diverse backgrounds that get on there and share their intermittent fasting. I wish somebody told me about your podcast from day one to hear about it. And I wish I'd picked up your book, the first book. long before I picked up your second book because there was so much information in that and I felt like it was just it was an easy read and it was just straightforward information and it wasn't garbled with too much science-y stuff which I feel like when you're initially starting out you just want to know the down and dirty basics of what to do, what to eat and kind of the different options you have so I think that I wish I'd had more knowledge because literally I was like oh I'm going to intermittent fast today and I intermittent fasted, wrong (laughs) Or like however
0: many weeks I've ever been fasted wrong. I did it wrong, too. <laughs> so you, you haven't read delight on Deny. And in Delayed on Deny, I talk about how I did it wrong for a long time. Because <laughs> I didn't know. Nobody knew. I mean, maybe right. somebody knew. But in the in the groups, no one really understood or knew. It was before the obesity code. We didn't understand. We just thought it was a way to eat fewer calories. That's really all we thought.
1: I think just having that and, and knowledge how wrong we were is huge. Like and and I'm a knowledge person. I keep going back to school over and over again. So I, I thrive on that and I just wish that I'd done that with this sooner instead of kind of making it up as I was going along until <laughs> I got more educated. But it was it was a learning process for me, it still is. So Yeah, you might
0: not have even realized how much there was to learn. Right? You know, you just thought of it, well, it's eating and not eating. What do I need to learn about? Right? But now <laughs> you realize in hindsight,
1: there was a lot to learn, but at the time, it's eating and not eating. How hard is that? Exactly. Like I can do this. I can not eat for X number of hours and then eat for a couple hours and then, yeah, I think you're probably right. Like That's what it was. And now I'm like, oh, well, this does you know, all these cool sciencey things that your body does much more interesting now
0: right but we didn't know about all those things and we just thought it was just eating not eating calories less calories so (laughs) then once you realize once you realize for someone like you and someone like me who loves to learn the why once we realize that there is a lot going on then we can't get enough that's really what happened for me
1: exactly and that book I was told you I was reading you know over the last week I was kind of skimming through because it was really sciencey but I was like, "This is the stuff that fascinates me." When people are like, "Why are you doing this?" I'm like, "Because it's all the cellular stuff that your body's doing inside that you don't know it's doing, and it's making you healthier. You don't know it's making you healthier." That's about as technical as I get. Was it the one by Sim Land? Is that the it's one called that you're Autophagy? Reading? Alana Bolton?
0: No, oh, I don't know anything about that one.
1: All right, but it's got some good info in there. Yeah, and it was just it had talked about intermittent fasting a little bit, but it was mostly just about that microcellular. <laughs>
0: stuff that happened, Right. And I actually have some good links if people want to read a little bit more about autophagy. On my uh, my second book, I have a Feast Without Fear. And if people go to feastwithoutfear.com, I have links from the book. And there's there's some links that are some really good info on autophagy if people want to read a little more about it from the science journals. Well, Kelly, I have really enjoyed talking to you today. I have not opened my window yet. So I'm going to go <laughs> open my window. And I'm getting ready to close mine. <laughs> and yours. <laughs> May or may not be closed. You'll decide later. (laughs) And I may or may not go see if we have some eggs to throw into my chili for later tonight.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you for having me. I've been super excited about this meeting with you for months. So um, I'm excited for it. Uh, well, it's been a long time. Yeah, because we planned it way
0: back in, um, gosh, in May. Wow. So that's how
1: long Great. it's been.
0: Yeah, but the time passed and here we are. And thank you so very much. Thank you very much for having me. Bye. Bye-bye. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G I N